0: It's been just over 500 years since Martin Luther nailed those 95 theses to the Wittenberg Church door, and yet questions still remain about the differences between Catholics and Protestants and how we interact and relate to one another.
1: Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas.
0: Do you have questions regarding life theology in the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505 and we will consider your
1: question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It. Today we have another question to consider. Let's take it. Should I attend a Catholic wedding?
0: This is a good one. Should I attend a Catholic wedding? You know, when we... Our little tagline, I guess, for this whole podcast is taking questions on life, theology and the church. That's right. That's, that's our aim for the podcast, taking those kind of questions. We're not just like Bible answer man type things, you know, type questions that we take. Right. And this question though short and simple actually kinda hits all three of those. Yeah. This is like real life stuff. It's-
1: Pretty robust.
0: And this is real-life relationship stuff. It's the- theology, you know, as we consider uh, Catholicism and what they believe in these matters, and the Church and the differences in a Catholic and Protestant Church and belief and all that. So uh, so a good question, yeah. you know? Um, and as stated in the intro, you know, it's been just over 500 years uh, since like the, the kind of the uh, the initial act of protest That's right. against the Catholic Church, and yet there's still uh, questions and still things on how how do we how do we relate, and here's where, the, where rubber meets the road.
1: Yeah, I think there's just a lot of practical application in this question as we live in a world with people that don't believe and think all the same, and how we interact and walk together in that.
0: Right. There's relationships, there's the belief about marriage and what that is. I mean, even just that today yeah. uh, within the church and within the, you know, the, the broader umbrella of Christendom that would, you know, include uh, Catholic and Protestant and, you know, any, any kind of denomination or, 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 or group that claims some allegiance to Christ, when I use that term, and then in the world, you know, yeah. redefining what marriage is and who can be married. Um, is, is, this is, these are just real practical things. Right. And so so what should we do? You know, our friend, let's say childhood friend, just make up a scenario or something, childhood friend that you've grown up with, you've spent a lot of time with, and uh, they're Catholic and you're not, and now they're getting married, and they, that invite comes in the mail and should you attend, or maybe it's just a coworker or something yeah. like that, you know, somebody you work with alongside and they, uh, have, uh, c- Catholic roots and yeah, pretty common in our area, you know, Catholic church is pretty big here.
1: For sure. So. And so even just as we think about this, like, why, why does the question even come up? Is there something different about what the Catholics believe about marriage versus what a Protestant or... Somebody else might believe. and right,
0: that's that's perceptive, Michael. Because you know maybe maybe some of our listeners are like, why is this even yeah, well, an <laughs> issue? You're like they're your friend, they're getting married. Like uh, yeah, of course you would go. Like yeah. why is it, why is this even an issue? And you know, so that like I said, that's perceptive because there is a difference um, between like what we would believe here uh, at Redemption about marriage and what the Roman Catholic Church believes about marriage and how that fits into the you know, the, the life of somebody who follows Christ, yeah. you know, and so, uh, and so, so let's just like maybe start with well, what does the Bible say about marriage, right?
1: It's always a good place to start. Right.
0: I think that's the, you know, the beginning way back of Adam and Eve, you know, God uh, 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 ordaining this union from him one man, one woman in this covenant union uh before God uh, that where they are committing their life to one another for the purpose of procreation, to have kids and to, you know, to increase and multiply or to be fruitful and multiply on the earth and for uh, pleasure and enjoyment in life for, uh, you know, for sanctifying purposes as we see in Ephesians chapter 5, as husbands wash their wives with the water of the word, as uh, wives are submitting, joyfully responding to their husbands, and husbands are loving or joyfully sacrificing for their wives, as Christ did for the church, and, uh, you know, each, uh, uh, you know, each person responsible for, yes, their own growth in Christ, but also one of God's primary means for the other's sanctification. Right. And so, just like real simply to find, like in the Bible, what is marriage? Well, it is, you know, a a a sacred union between one man and one woman for a lifetime commitment. Yep. Um, and each of those, you know, things, are, or each of those words in there, they're very strategic. One man, one woman, not multiple. Right. And one, and man and woman, not two men, not two women. And uh, and that lifetime uh, commitment. And um, you know, there's other podcasts we've done on divorce and things like that. And so I'm not even gonna, you know, go down that for this question here, but as like that's what that's where where we get married and before the Lord. Right. Now, unbelievers can be married and things like that, but that's different than before the Lord and you know, we would counsel against a believer marrying an unbeliever uh, and not being able to share at the deepest level our faith and spiritual life. But for two Christians, like that's that's just like simply what the Bible teaches. So we celebrate that, you know. As two adults come uh, of age to do so, go ahead and get married, you know, and uh, and to have a celebration, and that's more than just the wedding day, and spending a whole bunch of money, and the white dress, and all the traditions, you know, especially that we have in America, and every culture has their traditions, but they should point to some larger realities of what God has done for us, and the commitment uh, that we're making, the covenant that a man and a woman are are making together. And so that's really like what the Bible teaches, but there's some differences in the Catholic Church.
1: Yeah, and so that's what I was thinking, just as you're explaining that, it's like, okay, So my friend's getting married, Mm -hmm. uh, he's Catholic, agrees, you know, one man, one woman, before God, like, of course I'm going to go, what's the big deal? What's (laughs) the difference? Like, why would I not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because in the the Catholic Church, and this is really where theology uh, is different, and I'm not a... Catholic theology expert, um, but uh, you know know enough about it, and uh, you can research it. If if you talk to your Catholic friends, most Catholics, I think, would be able to tell you that within Catholic theology, there are seven sacraments. Those sacraments, uh, and they believe that they're all given by Christ, that uh, confer or dispense this sanctifying grace upon Roman Catholics, one of these, one of those seven are marriage, and so the others like uh, baptism, you know, that you do, and your baby, and your first communion is a big thing, Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, um, anointing of the sick, and um, I should probably pull them all up, but there's, but there's several of them, and one of which is, is marriage. And so, as a as a Catholic, this is a big thing because this is something that connects you to God and their theology. This is something that uh, uh, that that is a dispensary, if you will, that uh, opens up the you know the, the 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 channels of God's grace to you, uh, so that you uh, have a better chance of being saved. It's, it's kind of, I mean, that maybe is putting it a little too simply and a little too crassly, but in other words, that's what it is. You do these things to build up enough kind of grace points in your life so that they uh, outweigh the sin, uh, particularly the mortal sins in your life. And when uh, you die, this, uh, you know, if you have enough in your account, man, you make it in. If not, you might have to do some time in purgatory. Yeah. Um, but that's that's why this is super important. And to a Catholic, that's why like you can't just go get married in a at a wedding venue or at any old place, or your parents' backyard or things like that. Like you, like a Catholic wedding means something. You no, know, we have to be in the Catholic Church. Has to be the Catholic priest. We have to go and do it this way, uh, in order to connect us to this grace. Otherwise, we're missing out.
1: Right, and I think a lot of times you even see this with, you know, Catholics marrying people from outside of the the catholic church it's like that person has to be converted to the Catholicism and join the Catholic Church before they can get married and, and those types of things that we yeah. see.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, you know, if they're not a not a Catholic or, a Pro, you know, even if they're a Protestant or something, yeah, they've got to go through all these other rituals and do these yeah. kind of initiating sacraments, first ones of baptism and things like that within the Catholic Church so that we've got all our bases covered and then, then now it can be a legitimate Catholic wedding. Yeah. And so maybe that's new to you as you're listening. To this, you're like, I had no idea this was all this, and that's now you can begin to see why this might be an issue and why somebody's asking a question, you know, especially about what we believe uh, as as uh, you know as Protestants, Evangelical Christians, non Catholics. And, and how that's different. Right. Because you can see that if somebody, um, you know, or maybe you can understand the differences here and where we would believe that somebody who's putting their faith in these seven sacraments, like I have to do these things in order to merit enough grace in order to be saved, where, why, you know, Martin Luther and those guys back in the day, and ever since then people have been protesting against that because yeah. that is... Th- th- by putting your faith in those works isn't going to save you. Our faith for salvation is in the work that Christ did, the finished work that his perfect life uh, uh, brought to us and his substitutionary death then as the only innocent one ever to live and the only one who ever completely did all the good and right things to please God. And he died on the cross in our place and rose again so we can have new life. That's That's what we believe saves us not now these sacraments and our participation in these sacraments in order to save us that's right yeah
1: in christ alone right
0: in christ alone right all those solas that were the anthem of the reformation and continue to be our our uh, you know our anthem of our churches even now yeah. And so so you can see where that is, where this gets a little bit more tricky now, and why even the question is, so they believe something different, yeah. and so now, as a Christian, it's like, can I, in good conscience, attend this coworker, this friend's wedding, right. knowing that there are some massive differences, and am I actually, then, as I'm attending and affirming this, am I participating in something that is you know ultimately going t- that that can't save my friend
1: yeah
0: and that's what that's where this gets tricky you know right. do we are should we separate should we not go as an act of protest against those beliefs yeah. in our friends
1: even before listening to this, you're probably thinking, man, I was naive to this and everything yes. was simpler than different. like, thanks a lot right. guys. Oh no. What have I done? Yeah, What do I do now? Yeah. But, um, no, I think the reality is, you know, as we think about these things, we just have to, to think even about like Romans 14 and, yeah. and 15 and just understanding how we handle all of these different things and just loving people. How do we, be in the world and not of the world and how do we participate in certain things and love people well and still stand true to our, our faith and, and things and so Right. You know, maybe as we continue to discuss this it'll right. open up some some avenues to right. think more critically about right. these things. So. And
0: that's that's why the question's being asked because like, you know, every question I think we take on this podcast, it's not just a simple yes or no. That's right. That's why we have to consider it. That's why we have to think deeply on these things and is our attendance there just affirmation of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, of this act, you know? And, uh, you know, cause, cause it's not just for weddings. It's, this is also like, should I attend a Catholic funeral? You mm-hmm. know, the same kind of thing. Should, can I attend a Catholic mass? Can I go, you know, show up and, and participate there? And
1: can I go to my uh, nieces or, or nephews? You know, confirmation yeah. Or, or yeah or
0: f- first communion yeah. or their their baptism or Things, things like that, and and here's really you you mentioned Romans 14, which is just a fantastic chapter that speaks to issues like this. And some may argue and say, no, this isn't what that chapter is talking about. This is talking about uh, you know uh, non-essential matters. Yeah. You know where where we have to let grace cover the where we differ in the non-essentials things. And this is an essential thing. This is getting to salvation. And I, and I, and I understand that I, I get that. And, and here's really the reality in, in all that, as we, uh, come to this, if, if in your own conscience, if this was a stumbling block to you, yeah. And you know your uh, your attendance there, and we're just talking about attendance right now. Let's just be clear on that as well. Yeah. Um, like just sitting in the crowd um, and not uh, we're not we're not talking about participating. Yeah. You know, this isn't like they've asked you to come stand alongside them or play music in the service or something like that. Read scripture in the service. They're just asking you to show up and sit in the pews. Yeah. You know? um, That that's where. So I just want to be clear about that because there might be a different answer on to that end. But what I'm getting at here is even just by attending, and if that if that's binding your conscience and you just can't, then then say by all means, then 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 don't. But also don't let that be a reason to just you know, be harsh and lacking of grace yeah. towards your friend that invited you there and to now all of a sudden just spout off and like, hey, bro, I think you're going to hell and I can't be here <laughs> yeah. and and all this. That might be true, but let our speech be seasoned with salt. Use this as a winsome opportunity to talk about the gospel, yeah. to talk about uh, things and have that conversation with this friend the, if you have that kind of relationship with them or, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and to open up the doors to talk about the matters of, of the Lord and what the Bible teaches on these things. And, uh, and, and just say, you know, as a matter of conscience, I, I can't participate in this, yeah. it, especially if it's just like grieving you or agitating your conscience so much to being a part of that, then leave it in the Lord's hands yeah. and, and, and don't go. Continue the relationship, you know, and as long as it goes, you know, to try to love that person without, uh, being a, um, you know, without you, just your goal of winning the argument, you know?
1: Yeah. I think just even as you're talking through that, like these are the great opportunities that we have to have conversations. Yeah. So often I think we want to just kind of take the easy route, kind of shy away, either don't show up or kind of passively, um you know, ignore it or yeah. you just show up and kind of, you know, bind your conscience to some, yeah. it's like, no, like I so said, I want to show up and support you because I love you. Yeah. And I want to, to maintain our relationship. But just so you know, like I do struggle with this some because yeah. of our different beliefs in this, you open up the door for that conversation. Right. Or to say, you know, I love you and I support you, but I'm not going to, to be there because of these reasons, but yep. passing up on that opportunity is doing a disservice yep. to your friends, sure. you know, as we
0: right. seek to, to and, have
1: this was, and this gospel.
0: And this is where I could make the case to even help ease somebody's conscience in that to say, if you can have that conversation and just clarify the differences then, then, hopefully, even in doing that, still go and attend and celebrate. Like this is somebody that God has put in your life yeah. there, you know, and you are not participating in the, the, you know, the evil deeds of darkness by just sitting there celebrating with your friends this good thing, and 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 yet still being able to draw some distinction. Yeah. And draw some, you know, some theological lines, and keep the, keeping that line of communication open mm-hmm. there. And you can go and attend without having to participate. Yeah, they take, you know, communion and all those things, but you don't have to participate. Okay. You can just sit there, let it pass. You know, if they come down front or do, you know, their ritualistic things, you don't have to do that. You know, or if they're reciting different creeds or things that you can see that there is just like blatant theological error you know, or praying to Mary or doing things like that, you don't have to participate in those things. Pray, you know, what you know to be true in those moments. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think we can do that in a way that still honors the Lord, that keeps the relationship open with your friends, and you can go and attend there uh, with a clean conscience before the Lord and, uh, and you know, and still, you know, keep the, the theological distinctions that, that yeah. we have. So, so, you know, that's, that's, that's where you just have to weigh out all those things. Does the, does your friend even get this? Do they not? There, is, what's the, the connection there? What is the Lord doing in, in uh, your heart through this? And, um, and then, you know, and then act accordingly and trust the Lord for the outcome. Because it'd be, different, like, and so, it might, you know, be different than if they're asking you to participate.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, brother, I want you to be, you know, one of my groomsmen in this wedding. Then for sure, like you need to have that conversation, yeah. you know, and talk about it. And there might be like, you know, if they're just like real hardened, hey no, this is what we believe. I need you to affirm it. I don't care what you believe, like you need to accept me for who I am and all those things. And you may need to say, Hey, man, like, I love you and I'm excited for this. But I can't. If you're asking me to go that far, I can't do that. Yeah. But if you know what I believe on these things, and I want to be here to support you, and I'm gonna, you know, get behind you in these things, you know, then I think there's still even a re- uh, uh, a way for you to maintain those distinctions, honoring the Lord, and still even participate yeah. in a, you know, in a Catholic wedding or thing like this. Um, so long as it's not you know, going to bind your conscience or yep. whatever. I mean, if they ask you to read the scripture or something by all means, you yeah, know, like, that's life. right. Read, read the Bible and, uh, and read it loud and clear for everybody to hear. That's right. You know, so, so I think that's really where we have to get down to. Okay. Well, what's it, what's going on in your own conscience in this? What's the depth of relationship that you have with the, with the, this person that's asking you, And uh, what, uh, what, uh, how much conversation can you have that is amicable and moving each other forward and and all that, and to what level are they asking you to agree and affirm all these things in there, Um, and, uh, you know, so long as it fits all the other biblical parameters, one man, one woman, that stuff, um, I think there is a way, even in disagreement, profound disagreement, uh, a salvific disagreement that you could still for sure attend or, and or participate to a certain degree. Right. Um, and just being real clear, real charitable, um, and uh, real hopeful in, uh, in helping to uh, uh, draw this friend into greater biblical understanding yeah. about what the Bible teaches.
1: Right, yeah. I think about that dynamic of truth and love. Yeah. Right? We want to love people well. But we also do that by speaking truth. And yeah. so the most loving thing that we can do is to gently understand, have those conversations be charitable. I love that word. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, not do anything that's going to, to cause us to, to stumble or to affirm something that's right. unbiblical right, but to, to do that with love um, in that song.
0: Yeah, and, and it's a love for that person as much as it is a love for the Lord. And we have to just be careful that it's not just a love of being right. That's right. Because so often that's really what is driving us in these conversations. Like, nope, I'm right. This is what's right. You're wrong. And I'm going to uh, take a stand so that you can see that I am right. Now, let me be clear. There are times to do that. Yeah. There are times where we have to be very bold and upfront uh okay. and in the cause for truth hundred percent but I'd be willing to bet that in most scenarios like this a Catholic friend has asked you to attend their wedding that in you know in that it's uh, what any reason that would keep us from that is probably just a desire to be you know to be seen as the guy who's who's right mm-hmm. and always right maybe not you know, I don't, can't uh, see everybody's heart in that right. matter, but we do want to be very careful and just humble people before the Lord, knowing that the Lord is the defender of His truth. He, You know, if He w- wanted, you know, the Catholic Church to be overthrown, He would have done so... Uh, That's right. Th- ...at some point, you know, between now and... Uh, it, it, I have no idea why... He has allowed it to tarry this long and to continue on with such influence. Um, But that's all under the Lord's sovereignty. And I just have to rest in that. And as we have opportunity to make the distinction and in the sphere of influence and relationships that we have, that we can be a voice of of, uh, truth, then we're going to do that. But... Uh, I don't think we need to start a personal crusade against the global Roman Catholic Church because yeah. um, we're not going to get that far. Um, yeah. And the Lord will, in his timing uh, see the end of uh, from Catholic teaching Amen. And so and so we can we can uh, rest in that and and then make these kind of personal decisions where, where the rubber really meets the road of, well, Should I go to this uh, funeral? Should I go to this? Uh, should I go to this wedding? Uh, should I participate in these things? And uh, let's just take it to the Lord, consider where the, the, the difference is. Bring our community into it to help us see, you know uh, maybe we're not seeing something accurately about our own heart or about the situation and let uh, you know those that know us and love us. Uh, uh, ask questions and poke holes in uh, in our motives and and our and th- our thoughts on all this, and uh, and and seek the scriptures, seek the Lord as we pray about it, and see where uh, uh, see where we land and make our decision, and um, try to celebrate the good things that God is doing, and uh, to avoid the things that He is not. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.